It's the Early Access Podcast, episode 15, December 3rd, 2019. You can catch us live, twitch.tv slash stealth shampoo. I went Black Friday shopping for the first time literally my entire life this Thursday because Black Friday has gotten so insane. It's leaking onto actual Thanksgiving. And so I had some time and I was out at 5 p.m. And I did not get that crazy Walmart experience where people are like trashing the place and throwing things over. I got to, I went to Target and I got there around 4.50, like literally 10 minutes before Target was opening for Black Friday. And there was, there was a nice line sectioned off by stanchions. There's some employees giving out maps to show you where things were because they expanded the electronics section and like the boys clothing section and all that kinds of stuff. And it was not that crazy. There weren't people sprinting. I was expecting a joust. Uh, I was armed for combat. I had my uh, sharpened pencil in the back pocket just in case I needed to stab someone over a plasma screen TV. I actually, so one of the reasons it probably wasn't crazy for me is because I characteristically went straight for the Pokemon card section and I literally bought every single tin of Pokemon cards that the store had. In fact, I had so many loaded into my cart that a lady came up to me. She didn't want them initially, but she realized they must have been worth something because they were uh, to to anyone uh, because I was taking so many of them. So I gave her a couple tins. I, I was actually like pretty civil and not going to fight her over it. I ended up buying like 31 tins and she wanted like five. So I, I gave her five. I would have bought 36. Uh, everyone else was rushing over to PSVR. Uh, there was actually a guy in line and a, a lot of people in line actually who were interested in buying a PSVR. And so I was talking to him. I told him that I worked in the VR industry and I know a lot about VR. And I could tell him about the different kinds of headsets that uh, they might want to buy. I saw a stat earlier that said that the Oculus Go was uh, a very, very fast-selling headset on Black Friday, which I actually think is a little unfortunate because the Oculus Go is is really just a mobile phone-style VR headset no hand tracking like the Oculus Quest, uh, especially not like the Index or the Vive or anything like that. It's not actually something that you can truly play games on. And so people may have gone into Black Friday with the expectation of getting the Oculus Go, thinking it's just like a cheaper Oculus Quest, which uh, there might be a little bit of confusion in, in the overall uh, consumer market about VR. And I hope people aren't too disappointed in the Oculus Quest, but it might end up that they thought they were going to get Quest or game, video game level uh, time into this product where really they're just going to be like watching movies on an airplane with it. So I'm hoping that the confusion from people purchasing Oculus Quest, because I'm pretty sure people were buying them thinking that they were just getting something more. Or maybe they don't know the difference between the Quest and the Go. I hope that confusion doesn't bleed into a bad rep for VR. But there were a lot of people in line interested in buying a PSVR because it was on sale for $200. Uh, and a guy in line I was talking to I was really excited to pick it up for his kids. I told him that PSVR isn't quite like 360 VR. and There's some compromises in it, but it's still overall a great system to uh, try to get into playing into VR because it is one of the most popular headsets of all time. Partially because of its accessibility, the PlayStation is, uh, of course, a household name. And so PSVR just being able to uh, interact with a, a product that you already have that I believe more people would have than a strong gaming PC that would be able to run VR. Uh, it's really good for the industry, and I'm glad a lot of people were out there 
picking up PSVRs. But there's something interesting. So I was talking to that guy in line, and I was playing Pokemon Sword, as I do whenever I'm out in public, absolutely anywhere. And he asked me if I'd beat the game, and we were talking about it. And he actually brought up, last week on the podcast, I was saying the Raihan fight, which I, I think I called it Rihan. Is it Raihan? I have no idea. I've never heard his name pronounced out loud. But um, last week on the podcast, I was talking about how the Raihan fight was my favorite Pokemon battle in literally the entire series. My favorite gym leader absolutely ever because of the diversity and the difficulty that the final gym brought to the game. Whereas previously, the water gym you can just run through with an electric type or a, or a grass type. And by having a multi-type gym uh, that you know force you to switch, force you to bring Pokemon with different movesets. And I really like that fight. He asked me what I thought about that fight and that's what I said to him. And he said that he didn't like it very much because of those exact same reasons. Uh, which made me realize, I mean, it's something that uh, has already been hammered home to me, that Pokemon is is by far a casual game that, that people play because it's because of its brand recognition and not because of its fancy graphics or in-depth uh, gameplay mechanics. Because if the game were super, super in-depth, which it actually is, it would deter a lot of people away. But you can play the game without getting too in-depth and deep into it. Uh, so that... That was something that I really praised on last week's episode of the podcast, but it seemed like that guy didn't like it very much because he was saying that, oh, this guy was using dragon types and it was tricky. Um, and I, I really just think the Pokemon series needs to do a better job of introducing people to the deeper mechanics of the game, like double battles and you know fighting people with different typings of Pokemon and held items and all that kinds of stuff. But I'm going to be hopping more into Rank Sword and Shield as uh, as I grind out my team, I already have my first team done. I'm probably going to stream this week at some point, twitch.tv slash shampoo some ranked battles. Anyway, last thing on the Black Friday thing, uh, the target that I went to was fairly calm. People not, no old ladies got trampled, not pushing each other over. Uh, people got their TVs and PSVRs in peace, and I bought nearly 100% of the store's Pokemon cards. But the second target, the, the target second closest to me, got shot up on Black Friday uh, from KTVU.com. I'm going to read you guys uh, the article. These guys, so they're a bunch of 18, 19-year-old boys. They didn't intend to hurt anyone, but they did intend to shoplift. And firing into the air uh, was their way of trying to stage a getaway, which is not the greatest way to stage a getaway because that just gets more cops on you. But this is what happened. We had a bunch of 18, 19-year-olds trying to shoplift on Black Friday. The suspects had gotten into a fight with security guards just outside the store after they had been confronted about stealing merchandise. They walked out of the store with a shopping cart full of items, including several PS4 game consoles. Everything scattered on the ground when they got into the scuffle with security guards who were waiting outside for them. One suspect picked up a PS4 game station console and ran to the car, which was later found in the vehicle. That is hilarious. This man has his priorities. He's getting chased down by the cops, and he dropped a PS4 and picked it up to bring into the getaway vehicle. At that point, the suspect's friends drove up in the getaway car, and that's when one of them fired multiple rounds into the air before they took off in a silver Volkswagen. No one was injured. A witness at the store said police uh, told police which direction the car took off in, and the police spotted it on Mowry Avenue and Glendale Drive in Fremont. One suspect jumped out of the car, and eventually all five were arrested at Central Avenue and Cedar Boulevard in Newark, police said. The rest of the suspects are 18 and 19 years old. They were booked and found with the stolen merchandise, as well as the loaded gun, which was recovered by police. 
So I was uh, potentially one Black Friday store away from uh, literally getting shot. It, it doesn't seem like these guys intended to go out and kill anyone or hold the store um, up. But they did bring a firearm in case they needed a stage a getaway uh, or if they were caught, which they were stealing merchandise. So just comes to show that uh, despite the fact that my Black Friday experience was in general a positive one, I had a very nice chat with the guy online who also worked at not a Target but a similar retail chain. And he was very polite to the employees because he, he understood their uh, troubles. For having to work the holidays, as did I. I uh, all my pleases and thank yous were given to those who were brave enough to to guard the target on Black Friday. But meanwhile, uh, literally one target away, there were shots fired in the air. So that's a lot of fun, America. Speaking of other VR news, last week I was looking around and I, I wanted to wait. I could have had this on tap for last week's podcast, but I want to do a little bit more research. People are apparently putting VR headsets on cows. If you guys have been on Twitter lately, there have been uh, there's been this picture going around with this cow. Of course, it's an audio only podcast. So I'm gonna have to describe this to you guys uh, with these cows wearing what looks to be mobile VR headsets, which I believe to be completely fake. I mean, first off, I, I mean here's the problem. I know a lot about VR, but I know very little about cows. But I believe. Cows respect humans. Uh, my psychology teacher from ninth grade, I'm going to tap into what he said to me. What was that? Three, eight years ago? But cows are uh, hey, prey, right? My, my psychology teacher from, do you the want the articular? Oh, this was, this was when I was ninth grade, eight years ago. Did I do the math right? Yeah. Ninth grade, you would have, wouldn't that have been like 2010? 2010. So yeah, like nine years ago. Almost 10, almost 10, yeah. Nine years yeah. ago, almost ten. Wow, I am getting old. Thanks for the yeah, uh, thanks for the mid podcast existential crisis killer. Oh yeah, my, that's always we're here for. My mom just like turned. My mom turned fifty this week, and uh, it's God. I'm half my mom's age, which is insane to me. I used to be like one twenty fourth my mom's age. Anyway, let me send you a picture of this cow. So, from what I know from psychology in ninth grade, is that cows are prey. Animals with eyes to the sides of their head. I could be completely wrong and some biologist is going to call me a complete dumbass. But animals with eyes on the sides of their head are generally prey and they've evolved to have eyes on the side of their head so they can scan the environment better and watch out for threats. Meanwhile, predators like us have eyes at the front of our heads so we can hone in on things that we want to hunt down. Cows have eyes more on the sides of their heads, which would say to me that a, the standard human VR headset would not fit a cow very well. And the one in this picture uh, literally looks to be a nice-looking black tissue box over this cow's eyes. Uh, there are no external sensors. Uh, of course, maybe they are outside of the frame. But having external sensors uh, in a pasture of cows is not reasonable. Uh, you're going to have to run some long cables. God forbid if the cow hits a lighthouse or something like that, which is what we call the sensors. Uh, I, I don't believe that it would be practical to have a VR system with external sensors uh, on the cow. The It doesn't have inside-out tracking, which means the sensors are on the headset because I don't see any cameras coming out of the front of the headset, uh, which tells me that this is probably some kind of mobile VR headset to where it's just playing either a 360 video with a... Is it a gyroscope killer, the thing in your phone that like tells you what direction it is? 
It, it might be. There might uh, be some other term for it, but I'm pretty sure that's it. Okay. Um, it's probably just a mobile VR headset, and so there's there's no sensors. And, of course, that would be very costly to, to be keeping these cows uh, entertained with state-of-the-art VR equipment. So someone is going around strapping what seems to be mobile VR headsets on these cows, but I still don't buy it because the way the lenses are lined up in a headset doesn't make sense for how cows' eyes are because they're more on the side of their head, so they need a more curved headset. This is from... I believe it's somewhere in Russia. Let me look through my show notes like an actual smart person. Ah, I believe it is from Russia. It is from the uh, Ministry of Agriculture and Food of the Moscow region. And this article was picked up by Russian outlets. Uh, this is from theverge.com. Uh, I, this has to be completely fake. Uh, in the wider zoomed out picture, actually, I just noticed there's a wire attached to the cow's VR headset. Uh, which doesn't make any sense at all if this were uh, a mobile device. And the reason they're putting cows in VR is because uh, designers were reportedly hired to create a summer field simulation for the cows where they can feel like they're out in a nice, beautiful pasture and uh, it's not dark and gloomy and they're not all herded together uh, to make the cows feel a little bit better and more free range before they're slaughtered for my burgers. I don't know if this is a commentary for uh, the mistreatment of animals and how this is absolutely ridiculous and our relationship with technology is going too deep. Um, but what I can tell you is, is I would bet my money, 10 space bucks, on this probably being fake. And uh, despite the fact that I do believe eating animals is pretty messed up ethically and not good for the environment because of the amount of resources it makes to mass produce meat, uh, despite vegan Nikki's little spiel there, they are too damn tasty, and I had a homemade burger today. And uh, that's the stuff, boys, and that's how I'm going to get my protein. So uh, there's another article. This this one was definitely a uh, this one was definitely a parody. These virtual reality headsets make farm chickens believe they are roam free. Uh, this is from iflscience.com, but this headset looks even more ridiculous. Uh, imagine. It's like a, uh, two cones, like what you would use to like drain fluid into a car with, like taped onto a chicken's eyes. This one even has like a microphone. <laughs> I just noticed this right now. It has a microphone for voice chat going over the top of the back of the chicken's head. Uh, I don't think that despite VR technology's ability to enable uh, some great uses for education and medical purposes that we're quite ready to put them on anything other than people. Uh, so that was going around Twitter absolutely everywhere last week. Last thing on Twitter. Uh, I want to talk about this last week also, but I once again waited for com uh, confirmation on this. Umber Knox, who was hired uh, from the Beat Games team uh, way, way back when Beat Saber first started, he left Beat Games Right about when Facebook acquired the studio, brought on board. Actually, I'm not sure if Umbernox is a he or she. Um, I'm pretty sure Umbernox is a dude, but I could be totally wrong on that. Anyway, they, as you uh, will say nowadays if you don't know someone's gender. Umbernox was on board the Facebook, or not the Facebook, the Beat Games team to develop Beat Saber's multiplayer, which in the year 2019, almost 2020, it is not out yet. So Umbernox joined and left the Beat Saber team working on developing multiplayer and multiplayer never came out 
yet they have the Facebook money now to develop more things. This is all tinfoil hat, uh, but I have no idea what they're developing over there now. Beat Games, I have no inside information, but possibly another game? I don't know if they're working on another hit or maybe they're just working on licensing and getting more music onto Beat Saber. But Facebook commented on their acquisition of Beat Games and they said that we are exploring many more ways to accelerate VR and we think next year is going to be an incredible one of VR game launches and announcements. We are thrilled to have Beat Games join our team. This is just the beginning. This is the first time that a, that Facebook has outright bought a studio. They've worked with, for example, Ready at Dawn and Insomniac, which is bought by Sony now. But this is the first time that Facebook has straight up just bought the whole studio. And it's a, it's a little concerning, like I said last week. One of the things that it was like two or three years ago, Facebook tried to get off the ground. I don't know what's happening with it now. But Facebook Spaces, I remember I wanted to try it out. And what it was, was a way for, I believe my memories are might be a little foggy on it for someone in VR to interact with someone over Facebook Messenger uh, or for you to have a virtual avatar and to have a webcam chat with someone else over Facebook Messenger. There's some actual Facebook integration with VR and Facebook Spaces. And when Sox and I, one of the other uh, guys I work with at Live, went up to try it, they wanted you to sign in with your actual Facebook account for the demo and uh, monopolizing or not monopolized, but going out and purchasing these uh, VR studios. And because Facebook doesn't have a mom, Sony is doing great. Um, and the VR space, HTC is still in there as well. And Pimax has been selling a couple of headsets. Having uh, Facebook set that kind of precedence, make you sign into VR. I mean, you can even sign into your current Oculus account on your computer. Uh, you can use your Facebook to to sign in and connect to your Oculus account. A little concerning. Uh, I, I hope Beat Games continues to make great games because they've literally made the most popular VR game of all time. But I'm a little concerned with uh, the whole Facebook acquisition thing. Kill, do you have a World War One fact while I take a sip of water? Next, we're going to sure, play... Sure, short one. We're going to play a game of Am I the Asshole right after this because I found a oh, couple wonderful. of good posts. Wonderful. All right, good. Uh, so Go this ahead. is a really short one. I didn't really have much, but... Uh, Random little fun fact is that the word cooties actually comes in the modern sense from, well, not really the modern sense, but it comes from the First World War. The first use of the word in English, the actual origins, I think, is a little bit hazy on where that comes from, but the use, the first use in English is dated back to 1915, and it was originally used to refer to the lice that the soldiers would often get into their hair, which was just called a cootie at the time as like a slang term, which again, the origin I'm not too sure of in that sense. And somewhere between then, so between that war and between now, it got to its modern term of being this kind of, like, imaginary disease or bug of some sort. But its origins were from that era. Nikki? All right. So I've come up with two Am I the Asshole posts. Uh, one of them I picked because I actually feel like I'm going to disagree with the majority on it. And the other one I picked because I feel like I'm the person who wrote it, even though I didn't do it. Uh so I'm gonna read that. I'm gonna read that second one first. I feel like this is the one that I actually would have done something like this, uh, but I've never actually done it in real life. But if given the proper situation, I might have actually done it. This is called "Am I the asshole for pretending to get fired when a customer gets a temper with me?" This guy says, "I'm a high schooler with a weekend job at a coffee shop. My coworkers who work weekends are James, the owner's son. He goes to my school. 
He's a shift manager, but it's not a real formal thing. He's a really friendly guy. And Danielle, a college student who sometimes works weekend too, weekends too. So sometimes customers will come in and be angry about such little stuffs, stuff, like literally blowing up about nothing. I don't know if they're just in a bad mood or looking for someone to take it on, out on, but uh, it's how sad is it to be a grown-ass man taking your anger out on high school and college kids? So James and I were joking about having a little fun with them and hopefully getting them off our backs. So one day I was at work and some guy was having a temper about how we don't make the coffee hot enough, which I couldn't do a thing about because I gave it to him right out of the machine. So James came in, he's the shift leader, and was like, is there a problem here, sir? And the guy started ranting at him too. So he's just like, OP, the guy who wrote the post, this is unacceptable, you're fired. I started acting real sad, like, no, please don't fire me. My family needs the money. I need this job, please. And he played up being a hard ass, telling me to take off my apron and leave. The angry guy started to backtrack, saying, it isn't that big of a problem. You don't need to fire her over it. Oh, the OP is a chick. I didn't mean it. And James is like, no, we pride ourselves on the best customer service. Of course, after all that drama, I still had my job. We were just acting. And we've done it multiple times. Whenever a customer will lose their temper at my coworker or I, James will storm in and fire us. And almost every time, the person who would come in angry will apologize and say they didn't mean it. It's kind of satisfying making people realize their actions might actually have consequences. Anyway, I was telling my friends from school about this, and a few of them thought it was a mean prank to let someone go away thinking they had gotten someone who desperately needs the money fired. Am I an asshole for this joke? So I have my opinion, Kuehler. I want to know, do you think that this person is an asshole for faking getting fired if a customer yells at them unusually harshly? I don't think it's it's a I, I do think it's a pretty cruel prank, but I have very little sympathy for people who go to like retail employees and, and get like furious over them over little things. In in that regard, that is a much bigger asshole move to me, where I have little care for them if like a little bit of cruelty is played on them. It's not like they hit the guy, you know. Like yeah, and, so. and the lesson coming out of this is that he's going to actually have some sense of oh shit, maybe I shouldn't like feel so entitled to have my coffee at a specific temperature when I could do that at home. Yeah, so one of the things is that the, the customer's probably going to remember this, and next time they want to just explode on someone, they'll probably chill it out a little bit. That's what I do. Like, I try not to, like, complain about places, because I'm like, okay, you, you, did, you were kind of like a dick to me sometimes, but I also don't want you to, like, get in trouble with your job, you know? We're all struggling for, for work here, especially if you're here. I, I try like to work my at best. Google. So if we're to go to Denny's, and I think we've actually done this a couple times when I've gone out with Keeler uh-huh. and friends to go out and get food. If I see that the restaurant is especially busy, or let's say it's 2 a.m. and there's eight tables, but there's one waitress, and she brings my food to me, like, I don't know, it takes like 30 minutes or something, you know, unusually long like that. Maybe there's only one person making the food, one person right. grading at the door, one person, you know, passing, you know, giving out the food. I don't, I don't in my head, dock them or yell at them. At all, despite the fact that I'm paying for, you know, the service and the tip and all that, I'm, I'm still going to give you a 20% tip unless you're just an asshole or completely incompetent. I, I can take into account how hard that someone is working to provide me the service when I then go to tip them or, I, I mean, just treat them. In general, I'll treat them nicely. But if I see that they're understaffed, I'll actually go even even nicer. I'll be like, hey, don't worry about it. Don't rush. Like take your time. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not I did, going I to die of thing. literal starvation. 
I was at a Denny's at like 4.30 in the morning because it's the only thing open at 4.30 in the morning. And like, I was just super like, I'm, I'm really here to escape the cold and like wait for the sun at this point. So just take your goddamn time. You can take like an hour making the food. I really don't care. Yeah. And so when, when I see someone working especially hard, I'm going to take that into account uh, when I give them their tip. Uh, and at Starbucks, I actually don't, I don't go to Starbucks. I can't really be the one talking, but I presume yeah, this is like too, Starbucks or me Pete's too. Coffee or something like that. If there's literally anything wrong with my drink, unless it is, unless I ask for like an iced tea and you give me a Coke, like I'm not going to well, say Well, even anything. if they do, I'm just going to go up and be like, hey, you gave me a Coke and I asked for an iced tea. I'm not going to like complain and like file a report to the manager. I'm just going to be like, you got me the wrong drink. Can you just give me the right drink? And then I'll be on my way. If I asked for like a hot chocolate and they gave me like a warm black coffee i'm still uh-huh. not gonna say anything like i don't know if i'm oh, that you'll, much you'll still a, take it i'm i don't know if that makes me like a beta cuck or anything but Dep- if I, depends if i'm not going to depends if i'm like if if i don't like the drink and i'm like i'm not gonna drink this and i will always try to say like hey can you just like take your time and replace it but like you know just just go ahead yeah, um, but it, if it, it is something be- that i'd still take like like let's say they forget a certain aspect i'd be like okay yeah whatever i'll just take it yeah, same. Uh, it has to be un- unnaturally wrong. Like, I order a black coffee, and they give me literally a Coca-Cola. Like, it has to be that wrong for me to say anything. If yeah. I, if I and order a warm obvious. drink... And super obvious. I'll just be like, I didn't order this. Like, can, yeah. can I, I'll just go to the line and just do it over. If I get Save a the cold... Coke. If I order a cold drink, and they give me a cold drink, but it's a different cold drink, I'm, I'm still not going to say anything. Oh, yeah. No, totally. I'll just be like, okay, thanks. It's a, it's a cold drink, honestly. It's soda. It's trash for you anyways, usually. Most stuff you'll drink there is trash for you. Yeah, it's it's not good for my system anyway. I'm probably just drinking it for the sh- pure sugar. And if I ask for a sweet coffee, like, or I especially have this. If I if I like order a coffee, and this has never happened, but let's say it has happened because <laughs> I literally coffee. never order coffee. But if I order a coffee, right, and I want it with sugar in it, and you don't put sugar in it, I am going to proceed to put my own sugar in it because that's probably available. Yeah, that's like, the on thing a stand too. Yeah, you know? I'm just gonna be like, okay, well, this might it's up to me now. If I can serve myself, I, I will at restaurants. So I, I, I'm not going to go into the kitchen like that guy in that. I read an article where a dude like literally went into like a waffle house and made his own waffles because <laughs> the service <laughs> is so bad. I'm not going to go that crazy. But, you know, if there's like a bottle of ketchup at the table behind me and I consume very much ketchup, I'll just stand up again on myself. I'm not going to make the poor waitress who's overworked do that for me. Overworked and over uh, underpaid, which is why we have to tip people in the first place. When I was at the, when I was at the Denny's, like I gave them my plate. I just like since it was so empty, I just walked like straight up to the to, like the counter. I'm just like, here you go. I'm gonna. Oh yeah, I'll do that too. Now. I I I clean down my table if I can. So I'll take I'll take the napkin that I used to you know wipe my mouth the entire time, wipe right. off like the table, stack the plates, put them near the edge of the table so I don't have to like lean forward and then put it down and then like lean forward and put more in the the tray that the buses are the bussers are using. I'll stack all the cups, drink all the water that I can. Like, I'll, I'll, I, I have two hands. I'm a fully capable and intelligent 24-year-old man. I, I can semi-clean up the table, right? I'm not going to leave, like, ketchup stains all over the damn place. Despite the fact that I'm tipping someone else to do that, uh, I'm, I'm really tipping I mean- you because you're underpaid. Yeah, the thing, that's the thing with tipping culture. It's not, like, it's not like I'm leaving you extra money. I'm leaving you your actual paycheck. Because for some yeah. reason we decided that's the way it has to be done. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, so then I'm just like, I'm just going to leave you. Like, unless you're literally so bad that I don't think you deserve money, which is basically how I uh, offer it now. Um, that has happened. 
I'm not going to do that. Like, there are some people who I think would be so bad, it's like, I literally don't want you to get paid at all for this job, and therefore I won't tip you. But that's such a very rare occasion. I think I've done it maybe once in my entire life. Yeah. Because most of the time, I'm like, you're... Yeah. So then most of the time, it was like, okay, if you did your job, then you deserve to get paid for that job, and I'm going to tip you. We are such millennials right here. Welcome to the Girl Access Podcast. The Early Access Podcast, uh, another millennial podcast. You can watch us on Spotify, yeah. iTunes, and Twitch.tv. <laughs> it's such a thing that happens. You see from retail people, it's always the boomers that always have a problem with this stuff. It's always the ones that are yelling at you. It's always the ones that are like not tipping you and not leaving stuff. Were they like that when they were younger? Are we going to be like super chill when we're boomers? I know we're not going to become boomers, but you know yeah, what I'm we're saying. Not gonna be, no, no, I think it's a fact that like... I guess that a certain generation is like under like I think that a lot of us understand that a lot of people are like struggling, so then yeah. we're like, you need this job and you need this money, so I'm just gonna pay you the money as long as you do literally anything because I'm, you I mean especially a lot of people we do not but you oh well, you have but we do not but um a lot of people generally work other like customer facing jobs that are shitty, like you worked at a hangout but like. It was a reasonable job, at least. I, yeah, degrees, I, but you're not, you're I not working like a target. I, that wasn't yeah. a retail job. That was a job we yeah. had to interact with the public. But that was not the. It, I was exclusively interacting with the public. You no. had the opportunity to tell them, basically, or at least like coerce them to fuck off if they were bad. Whereas you work at a target, you have to be friendly regardless of if they're exactly. yelling at you or I'm, not. I'm not a cashier. A cashier is 100% working with customers. I I had other duties also. That I could just have someone else deal with that customer if I wanted to. Plus, I was I was higher up also. Yeah, so I feel just a sense of relatability to say, like, I know this is hard, so I'm not going to make this harder for you. And an understanding that tipping is, like, part of the income and is not a donation. Bonus, yeah. Yeah. So and I think the older generation maybe didn't have that as much, so they feel like it's still treated like that. Maybe you could get by without tips on, like, a waiter's salary or something. I don't know. I get that um, when I go to Japan, I feel bad for not tipping, and then someone has to remind me that hey, I they do. get paid. I do, yeah. Like it's I so do feel ingrained. bad for not tipping them. They actually get paid living wages. Also, the rent's not like three thousand dollars for an apartment. That is true. Also, uh, going back to the question though, is this person an asshole for screwing with customers? Uh, this person registers as a zero on the asshole scale for me. I do and not also, think they're an asshole. And also, uh, the customers are assholes. Uh, I can. Yeah, I think I that's the main part. That. The customer is the asshole in this case. They're the one. If your coffee's not, if, if you need your coffee at a specific temperature, do it at home. Yeah, the the person serving the coffee zero percent in the wrong. Uh, the, the person getting coffee is not getting paid enough to make it to my specific temperature. I don't even like most of the Starbucks options because I think they're too specific. I think they just need to make you the damn coffee as it's pre-made, so they can just slide it to you and be on your way. All right, we have one more. Am I the asshole? Oh, there's another one. This Okay, so this one I feel like maybe we'll have different answers on. Uh, because uh, I think I disagree with the majority on this one. This one's called, Am I the asshole for not letting my girlfriend give my coworkers hot cocoa? So for some background, I work in a sales office near where I live with my girlfriend who works as a teacher. If you live near the northeast of the U.S., you'll know we got a lot of snow last night. This was posted seven hours ago. So my girlfriend had the day off, but I didn't. Around 11, she started texting me, asking me how many people were in my office. I told her. Come lunch, she tells me she's outside and she has hot cocoa for everyone in my office. I told her I didn't really like that and she just showed up and if uh, and that I do- didn't know if anyone would want any. I go to my office and find out that about half of them wanted some, so I go back to my girlfriend in the car and I tell her that I'll just take the cocoa and pass it around. She tells me that she wants to come in too and let them know that she got it for them. 
She's never met a single person in my office, so I told her I felt uncomfortable with her showing up and suddenly meeting everyone. She got really mad at this and started asking why I couldn't just appreciate the surprise. I told her it would be like if I just showed up at her school and she told me there isn't any security at my office, so it's probably fine. I didn't budge. She got mad and left. I took the cocoa and told everyone that got one that my girlfriend brought them, but she's still pissed at me and upset that uh, she didn't seem to understand my side. Am I overreacting here? A couple notes. I'm in my early 20s and the newest person in my office have been there for under six months and my office is made entirely of people in their 30s and up. Most of them are married with children, but I have yet to meet a single spouse. That's a big part of why I thought it'd be inappropriate for her to come in. Uh, and then the last note. I also feel like I shouldn't have to say this, but I'm not cheating on my girlfriend. I have no secret office romances. I'll take his word on that one. All right. So, Killer, do you think this dude's an asshole for not letting his girlfriend come in with the hot cocoa? So, I'm trying to think of the multiple aspects of this side, because I also sympathize with you wanting to keep your life separate from work. You're not bringing in, like, you, like I said, the other spouses have not come in and stuff, like... It's usually a thing that you kind of leave the space between your professional and personal lives and you don't really cross that. There's usually like an implied barrier there. On the other hand, I think like if people were okay with it, I think that it would be fine to let her in. You could even ask like HR, you, would, you want to deliver hot chocolate to people because this person has the day off. Um, also, working in a dreary, life-draining office environment, I can say that free thing, whether it's food or, like, sweet drink, is always appreciated by basically everybody. It doesn't matter whether whatever, uh, you know, um, values you might have on work-life separation goes away when it's about free food. So I think that would be generally acceptable. He said, like, half the office wanted it or something. I think that's yeah. pretty believable. I bet the other half so, is just like, I don't want to get in trouble, but yeah, me or too. Or they're like on a diet or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, like, the, like the, yeah, there's like the half that won't have it just because they don't want to. Maybe they already had something or they're full or they're not thirsty or they just don't want that. Well, because it's not thirst quencher, but you get the point. Um, half sounds like a, like a believable number. So... I, I maybe maybe his overreaction if she was getting pissed and like his like complete insistence might have been excessive where he could have just asked somebody, but I also like I get why he might have been ambivalent to let her in in the first place. It is kind of weird. Depending on the if the culture might have said it's weird, and I can understand that they've been in that culture, so uh like I'm I'm not entirely certain. So one of the things with I, 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 don't, I don't know if anyone's like I, I, I think he definitely had asshole behavior, but I don't know if he would be, like, 100% asshole or something. I, I don't think he would ever be 100%, but I don't know if he's, like, 80%, you know? One of the votes um, you can cast is uh, no one's the asshole. So here's my thinking. Right? Well, I do think he was, I do think he was, like, a little, I do think his behavior seemed a little more overreactionary. That's what I'm saying. It's not like they were equally bad or equally good. I think he had some, definitely had some reaction that was wrong. She was making hot chocolate for people. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. It's just the way he asked. I would have just gone and asked. I would have just asked like HR. I was like, can we deliver hot chocolate here? If it's yeah, freezing I, cold outside, I guarantee you people would be like, yes. I guarantee you they'd probably be like, yes. Uh, I, I agree. So one of, the, one of the things I was going to say was someone should have asked. Like she should have asked and not made it a surprise. Or he that should have true, asked HR. But... Like someone should have asked someone something and improved the communication there. But here's my thing. So if this guy works in a, a sales office. I don't know how secret... Uh, or high security of sales offices. But I have been to multiple game development studios throughout my life or multiple other people's offices, uh, Facebook campus, Google campus, 
any you know we live in silicon valley i've been to quite a few campuses yeah yeah. Uh, there have and i've been to workplaces in san francisco you know the big like working uh office shared office spaces co-working spaces yeah of course there have been places where you can just straight up like hey my girlfriend's here with some coffee and everyone's like fuck yeah dude and everyone's down uh i've also been and actually on the on the on that end i've worked at the hero hangout where Kuehler can walk in at any time carrying any amount of pizza, coffee, goods, like Chipotle, whatever, and no one cares, right? You're usually the one with the food, though. That's why I walk in there. Yeah, exactly. Like, but I've we been... have walked in there with alcohol and drank the alcohol. Oh, I, allegedly. We have allegedly done that. That is not something that can be proven in court. Uh, but It cannot be proven, but it is something that we would totally do. It is something we would do, but we I wouldn't do, and I would not stand for alcohol. It's it's the devil's poison. Anyway, the devil's poison. So I've worked in places where it's like totally chill to just bring in. Yeah, know, of course, whatever. of course. But I've also gone to game dev studios where it's like, all right, if you take any pictures here, any selfies, this is the HR rep. Make sure you show it to her before you post on Twitter. Do you sign the NDA on your way in? All right, here's your copy of the NDA. You'll get it in your email also. Like just. Um, where tailgating is taken extremely seriously. So that's when you know you open the door and then you can't let anyone else in after you. Like you have to close the door and the next person has to scan their badge, open the door, they go in, close the door. Like even if the person's right behind you, I'm sure there are exceptions where if like, oh, this is literally like the CEO, like just let him walk in, you know? Um, or I've been to places where there's, there's like CEO two doors. To my company. The CEO to my company is coming in like next week. I'm gonna make sure to not to not tailgate him. Do not don't tailgate. No, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just, if if I'm, he's behind me, I'm just gonna close the door on him now. And that's gonna be like one of the things I've seen is like there'll be double doors, so there'll be like an outside door and an inside door. So the first person opens the outside door and then does not proceed because the person following needs to open the inside door with their badge, <laughs> and that's how you get through security. Uh, so I've I've been in those places where it's like, all right, bro, everything here, you don't. Anything you see on the whiteboard, don't look over that person's shoulder and look at their desk. Uh, th- this game, the public doesn't even know exists yet. Like I, This is super secret. You cannot be letting anyone in here, even if they sign an NDA. I've been in situations where, look, even if they sign an NDA, we don't feel comfortable letting them in. And, and I don't know I do where f- sales office falls in that spectrum. But go ahead, Killer. I, I, I do feel like if it was in that situation, he would have said it. Because yeah. he said, it's it's weird because other people have not brought their spouses like into the office. He never said they weren't allowed or they wouldn't be allowed in or it's too secretive to allow people in. I feel like he would have said that. So that's why I kind of just assumed it was a cultural thing and not a policy thing. Yeah, I think uh, I think it, there's somewhere in between, right? So from the you can come into Nikki's like work with pizza, and this is so secret that you need to sign an NDA. And don't take any pictures. That tier, I, I think the sales office is probably somewhere in between. I, I uh, also think like there's usually a lobby. Like when we get like catered food yeah. or like free anything, we go outside of like the closed off office area and just into like a more common meeting room to do all our stuff. So I feel like like you didn't necessarily need to worry about the barrier. Like if you'd want to get hot chocolate, you don't need a lot of space for that. You just gotta get a quick table and set that up. Yeah, there's a lobby and a receptionist. Lunch rooms, you never know. Like, if that's I, I outside. Think, I think uh, his assholery, as small and slim as it may be, this isn't as assholery as yelling at a retail worker. I think it's moderate. I think his assholery 
was the cost uh, was the price of him playing it safe because he said he'd the youngest person at the office. He'd only been there for six months. He might still be. Uh, I don't know if he's in like a probationary period um, to where he's not oh, fully salaried there I yet. That aspect. You know, he might be. Um, he might be not fully on board on the company yet until he proves that he's you know going to be good after this six months. Right. So uh, I, I think I think he was playing it safe, and that his assholery was the the price of him playing it safe. And if that's his decision to make, uh, to make his girlfriend a little mad, that's his decision to make. And I feel like this isn't a relationship problem that is so severe that it's going to impact him like a month from now. A month from now. Yeah, that's why I said know, I don't think anything was solved. too excessive. I think it was an overreaction, but I don't think it was like a huge problem. Um, it feels I think even strange it. to talk about it, you know. I feel like yeah. we'll get over this in a week, hopefully. It it wasn't, it doesn't even register on my asshole radar. Uh, it, it, I'm thinking the dude was just trying to not, not do anything that might've been a faux pas in his office culture. If it were full of people who are a little older, uh, but that's my take on it. If you guys have your own take, then let us know at twitch.tv slash shampoo, 8 PM PSTs in the chat. I'm going to play some Pokemon. I think that's all we have for this week. I mean, it was DJ Nikki Kuehler is here mm-hmm. producing the show. We'll be back next week, Tuesdays, 8 PM PST. You can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Leave us a rating and all that stuff. And I'll see you guys next week on the Early Access Podcast.